Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be having an emergency press conference episode to talk about the Golden State Warriors' recent struggles. But before we continue that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season being in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Murray Podcast. For when on break, we discuss the plan for this episode. Going to switch gears a little bit, going to talk about some basketball. We're going to talk about the Warriors, and not in a good way. Now, I know initially the plan was to talk about the uh, potential wild card round in the NFL, but with the Niners not playing, I really didn't see the purpose, because once again, they do reseed in the NFL, so I can't even predict like who I think they're going to play and what happens if that, if that doesn't work out. So because of that, I decided to skip the NFL this week, And just so happens, I guess it's good for our content, but bad for the Bay Area. The Golden State Warriors are falling off a cliff. So because of that, we are going to talk about it. I know we can talk about some games upcoming, which we might do. But to be honest, that's kind of secondary because the season is on the verge of being over at this point, based on how the overall quotes have been sounding and how the roster and all the turmoil that's going on. So because of that, we're just going to talk about the Warriors right now, talk about what they might need to do with the trade deadline and move from there. But damn, it's been really bad for the Warriors. So to start off with the last week or so, um, yeah, it has not been good. Uh, This, of course, is coming out Thursday morning, so right after Golden State was trailing by 40 at home to the Pelicans at home. And to go through the Warriors' recent results here, they are currently dead last in the Pacific Division. They are 17-20, and a game and a half back of the Lakers, and they have lost uh, six of their last eight. They had the embarrassing choke job against the Nuggets, where they led by 18 with about six minutes to go, and they blew the game. Didn't even go to overtime for that one. Beat the Pistons, barely, and the Pistons, we know, are one of the worst teams in the history of the sport. So a win's a win, but that wasn't exactly impressive, and that was actually a game they trailed in with a couple minutes to go before Curry took over, and they won the game in the end. Played the Raptors, got destroyed in that game at home, and then played the Pelicans, and I said before, they lost by 36 trailed by 40 in the second half. So Golden State is probably in the middle of rock bottom uh, for the dynasty, which is officially over, by the way. It's been over for about a year and change. I know they made the second round last year. The Lakers beat them in six, but you can argue that series was pretty lopsided. The Warriors have a lot of tough decisions to make, and I wanted to figure out how I should start this actual, I don't want to say rant, but I have to at least start this discussion. And I want to talk about loyalty for a second in the NBA. Because in a lot of sports, you hear the loyal player, the longtime member of a team getting traded with no warning or anything like that. And then people always say it's a business and this organization are full of scumbags for shipping off a loyal guy to a different organization instead of trying to keep him around and trying to make it work. This is the polar opposite 
but it kind of shows why that's the case. Because the Warriors have held on to a lot of guys for a long time. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Curry, of course, should still be held on to because he's one of the best players of all time. Uh, you can argue he's not the same guy that he used to be, but his numbers are still solid. You can't get rid of him. I mean, Curry's just that valuable, and he will retire as a Warrior. But I mostly want to focus on the two guys, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Now, Draymond, we know, is suspended. He should be back shortly, and you're hoping that they're going to turn around with Draymond maybe briefly, but this team's not very good, just simply put. So the question that you have here is what the Warriors could have done to prevent this, and it was a pretty solid red flag that Bob Myers, who helped build the entire dynasty, jumped ship to join the to join ESPN, and then immediately jump ship and join the NFL. So Bob Myers saw the contracts, saw the writing on the wall, and said, this is not going to go well, and he decided to leave. And I wanted to mention it because Golden State kept Draymond around despite all of the sideshow distractions that have taken place over the last couple of years. You can make an argument that he broke up the Durant era in Golden State because of all the comments that he had against Durant, and they kind of had a beef there where their personalities clashed. And, Dray- and uh, Draymond might have indirectly forced Durant out of Golden State. You can argue that he costed them a ring because he ended up punching LeBron in the groin, which led to the infamous uh, choke job there against the Cavs with that blown 3-1 three, uh, lead in the NBA Finals. The point is Draymond has done a lot of good for this franchise. Of course, they've won a bunch of titles, and he's a future Hall of Famer. Having said that, he has just created so many distractions, and he's had so many negative impact uh, I'd say actions uh, as a member of the Warriors and you can argue they should have cut ties I mean even that NBA Finals against the Celtics which they won Draymond was really not great in a decent portion of that series and then they brought him back and he had some moments here or there but he's had some injury issues and he's been a really really bad teammate to some punching his own teammate in the face definitely was an example of that I know Jordan Poole hasn't worked out in Washington but still, guys punching teammates, and it does seem like he might be more of a distraction than you'd want him to be. It's turning Rodman-ish. I know Rodman had a lot of good moments, though, with the Pistons and with the Bulls, but you might remember the end of that Bulls run. It wasn't good, and eventually he, phased, he got phased out of the league because he was such a big distraction. The same might be happening to Draymond, but I want to mention it because Golden State, I don't think you can bring Draymond back. For future years, like, I don't think you can do it. I think Draymond's not the guy he used to be. He's older. It is what it is. But at some point, the cons and all of the personality defects that he has are going to outweigh the pros. And I do think that at this point, you might have to move on. As for Clay, he is, as far as I'm concerned, washed. I think he's been washed for about two years. And Golden State kept bringing him back. And I think after the awful playoff showing against the Lakers, And even in that King series, he was brutal in Game 6, and I don't think he did anything in Game 7 either. Curry went off for 50 in that game. But you're looking at Clay really being a liability for the last two years or so, and they keep talking about bringing him back. And at some point, you got to cut ties. Like, Clay doesn't have it anymore. It is what it is, but that's once again going to tie back to what I said before about loyalty. Golden State has been very loyal to their guys, which is very commendable. At the same point, though, It is a business, and if you have two guys who are going to produce more negative than positive uh, outcomes uh, with the recent performances or just their inability to stay on the court because of injury or because of suspensions, at some point you got to look in the mirror and realize this team doesn't have it anymore, and Golden State doesn't have it anymore. Now, part of it is being older and other teams basically copycatting 
the Steve Kerr system, the whole three-point revolution in the NBA, which Curry did start with the Warriors, but still. The point is other teams have caught on and other teams are more talented. So Golden State is definitely up against it. I didn't even mention Wiggins, by the way, who I know was big as the second-best player on the title team because Wiggins was easily the second-best player in the NBA Finals against the Celtics. Since that series, he's been abysmal, and I know he had a personal reason why he missed a lot of games last year. He was pretty good in the playoffs, though, against the Kings. Didn't do much against the Lakers, but this year, he's been really, really bad, and you might have to trade him, too. So, Golden State, I think you can tell where I'm going with this season to circle back to 2024. I think they have to blow up the team. Kaminga has had a weird minute, I'd say, fluctuation all season long. It uh, culminated with that Nuggets uh, collapse where, where Kaminga was probably the second-best player in that starting lineup, and they benched him uh, halfway through the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter. He played 19 minutes, and he was arguably their second-best player in the entire game. Then he played a lot of minutes against Den against uh, Detroit, which worked out well, but they were playing Detroit. And they've gotten buried again the last two games. So there were some comments from, I'd say, NBA Twitter regarding Kaminga and how he lost faith in reaching his full potential with Steve Kerr. I never know what quotes are accurate and which quotes are kind of made up, but they sound realistic. I do think that Steve Kerr has lost the locker room, and it does seem like a lot of the players have started to accept reality that the glory days are over. And with that being the case, you might have to wonder how big this roster blowup's going to be. Because you can argue and hold out false hope that Draymond's going to come back and they're going to solve these issues. They're not solving these issues. I mean, who are we kidding? Like, this team's not good enough to win a title, which was the main goal anytime you have Curry in the twilight of his career. And they're not good enough to probably even make the play-in, or if they do, to make the actual bracket. So, I don't know what the point is. Now, I do want to at least point out that Kerr has been problematic this season, whether it involves the minute distribution, the overall just... I, there's been a lot of issues with Kerr for the last couple of years, and he's been bailed out by some star power for a couple of years, mostly Curry being, a, of course, a phenomenal, phenomenal player. But still, the point is, I do think that it's pretty alarming that Kerr admitted after the Pelicans game that the Warriors have lost belief. And I want to read off the quotes here. He said, I think we're we're just lacking confidence right now. You got to stage, sorry, just trying to pull up the quote. I lost it for a second. Uh, you got to stage, you, uh, you get to a stage sometimes where you just kind of lose your belief. And that's an alarming quote because we're not even halfway through the season. And Kerr's admitting he lost the locker room. That That's basically what happened. You're the head coach of a team that had expectations and the team has indirectly lost belief and is quitting in the middle of games. So I got to ask the question, do you fire Steve Kerr? And I know that, once again, he's won a bunch of titles. I know that he is going to be a Hall of Famer, whether it was just his overall career with all the titles he's won as an executive, as a coach, as a player uh, who won titles as well. You might really need to clean house and start from scratch. Now, I'm not saying you should trade Curry. To be honest, you might want to consider a full rebuild, but I know realistically they're not going to trade Steph. Steph's going to be immortalized in that city and in the entire state. So you're going to keep Curry till the very end. It might turn Kobe-ish at the end, where the Lakers hold on to him, and he's terrible for the last couple of years, has one good send-off game with 60. 
But the last couple of years of that Kobe deal, the team wasn't going to be any good because he was taking up so much of the cap space that the team was going to be bad no matter what. I think Curry might be in the same boat a couple of years down the road once he is unable to create as much separation and he can't move as well off ball. I do wonder if he's going to be a liability down the stretch. But the point is the Warriors are going to go down with the ship with him, and that's probably the right move just based on how much he's meant to that franchise. As for the rest of the team, who do you actually want to keep? Because Kaminga's been up and down, so you can argue that they probably shouldn't keep him. Moody I like, but he never plays, because apparently Kerr just doesn't like the guy. I don't know why he's not playing. You should trade Wiggins. You should trade Clay if anybody wants him. You should trade Draymond once again if anybody wants him. You might really clean house. I don't know how many guys you actually like on this team. So the Warriors might be on the verge of a serious rebuild, which is the only reason why I mentioned the Curry situation, because he's too good to rebuild with, but I don't think that the team is be, is able to really overcome an immediate expedited rebuild to be an immediate title contender. This team, as far as I'm concerned, is a couple years away from being serious contenders if Curry stays at his current level. And even his current level's been dipping, but I don't see that ha- I don't see that happening just based on the age factor and based on the amount of movement that Curry does off ball. It's going to be really tough for him to maintain this level three, four years down the road. But I think you know where I kind of stand with this team. This team's not very good, and I do think that Curry's right. I think the team has quit for the most part. They've lost belief and they're lacking confidence. That's also the coach's fault. I think Kerr might need to get fired, if I'm being honest. Now, sometimes the same voice gets stale. I get that once again, they made the second round last year, and this year they tried to get Chris Paul to fix some things, mostly to get Poole out of town. And Chris Paul's injured at this point, so he's not going to play for a couple weeks or a couple months. Everything they've tried this season has been a disaster. And I, besides uh, Jackson Davis, who I do think has been pretty solid as a rookie center, as a second rounder. But still, I don't like much with this team. And I think you have to have a hard look in the mirror and realize, even as a fan, it has been a lot of fun. It's been 10-plus years of, uh, I mean, not really 10. I'd say it's been closer to, like, 8. We'll go 8 to 9 years of glory. And now you are looking at the end of the rainbow. And it seems like you might have to blow it up and start from scratch. So it was fun while it lasted. As for my takes of the Warriors, I think they really should trade half the roster. Arguably 90% of the roster. I still like Moody. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be kept. Kaminga, you might be able to keep with a new coach and maybe try to build up some trade value or see what you have in him. Wiggins, I'm not a fan of at this point. Uh, Looney, you can keep because, once again, he's a good rebounder, and he also has meant a lot to this team, and he's cheap. You're not paying him that much. But Clay should be gone, Draymond should be gone, and probably Steve Kerr should be gone. You can't admit, my main point, you're 37 games into an 82-game season. You can't admit less than halfway through the season you've lost the locker room and your team's lost belief. That's insane. Like, Kerr should really be fired for those quotes. So we'll see what happens. But once again, it's going to be a very ugly rest of the season, and I'm not looking forward to it. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I think the last point I'll make, though, is that I do think the Warriors should be selling at the deadline. They've been rumored to be interested in Siakam and a couple of guys. I wouldn't even bother. I don't think you have the assets to actually get anybody that can swing the needle that much, and I don't think that's going to do much long-term for you. It might actually hurt trading some assets for a guy as a panic move to try to be competitive this year. 
it's not going to happen. The writing's on the wall. You might as well start preparing for next season. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We're back once again next week to talk about the Niners and their upcoming playoff game against whoever they're going to play. But until then, find me on Twitter at Show Radio. And until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.